As a reminder, immediately following Mass, we will be having a Eucharistic procession around the church. It's a custom that's taking place all over the world today on Corpus Christi. It just takes about 10 minutes, not too long. And I uh, just want to reiterate the fact that if you can't make it, it doesn't make you a bad person. It just makes you a terrible person. And you really shouldn't feel guilty about it. You should just be ashamed of who you are as an individual. But with that said, I hope everybody can come, all right? I want to talk today about how the Eucharist is the secret to hope. And if I think there's anything we need in our country today, in our church, it's hope. You know, when Scripture says God, God's designs are from age to age to keep their hearts alive in famine. And the Eucharist is God's secret to keep our hearts alive in the midst of the famines that we experience in life. So that when things fall apart around us, we remain with him who remains. And so we always stay afloat. You know, I'm leaving right after Mass today to go to the Sawtooth Mountains with the discerners and the seminarians for two weeks. And each day we're having a meditation. And the first day out there, the question I'm asking them is, what were you most afraid of in coming out here? What was the thing that you were thinking about that almost kept you from saying yes to even make this trip? That way you can confront your fears and wrestle with that and see like, okay, what am I too attached to in the world? So I had that question in my mind and I noticed that the closer I was coming to this date, the more upset and angry I was getting, just anxious. I didn't know why that was. And I was in adoration one time and I realized the reason I was so upset was because this is my last month at All Saints in June. And I have to lose two weeks of that last month to go babysit a bunch of seminarians in the mountains. Don't worry, they don't listen to my homilies, so we'll be safe on that. But I realized how upset that was making me. And right then when I looked up and I saw Christ in the Eucharist, I heard him say, and that's exactly why we have to go. So that you can learn to rest in me alone. And so much of the life of a priest is just like the life of Christ. Christ, whose only home was the will of his Father, the heart of his Father. And a priest has to be moved again and again in order to rest only on the heart of Jesus Christ. But that's true for every single one of us in our own way. What immediately came to my mind was actually a quote from the movie Wyatt Earp. It's a Western movie with Kevin Costner. And he, at one point, loses his whole family in a tragic accident. And he begins to just despair in life, to give up on everything. And his father says something to him that came back to me at this moment in adoration. He said, you don't understand life. Life is about learning to lose the things that you've come to love. And there's good ways to lose them, and there's bad ways to lose them. And that's why the Eucharist is God's secret to hope. Because when our heart is resting on Jesus Christ in His presence in the Eucharist, the one who never falls away, who never goes away, in the midst of all the changes that we do have to face in life and all the things that are subject to loss, when we're holding on to Christ, we always stay afloat. He's like the life vest of the heart. I want to read you a story, a testimony I just came across the other day. It's very heavy, um, but it's, it's one of the most beautiful reflections of, of a, just a lay person's experience of the Holy Eucharist. It was written by a Catholic woman named Jennifer Hubbard, 
and her daughter, Catherine Violet. She was amongst the, vic- the victims in the Connecticut Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting that happened in 2012. Her seven-year-old daughter was lost at that shooting. And she wrote a reflection of what it was like for her to go back to Catholic Church for the first time after that event had taken place. It's poetic, so I ask your attention on this. You really have to listen, but it's very beautiful. We had gathered for the first time in a long time on that day. Faces bore lines of concern and apprehension. Glazed and tired eyes scanned the room as though we were unsure that this was truly a sacred space. Bodies carrying the weight of uncertainty dropped heavy into the pews and gazes fixed on the crucifix. The longing for sustenance and assurance was palpable in every one of us. Christ's body was offered gently in return. Quiet and unassuming, he called me from isolation, from desperation. With gaze fixed squarely on his crucifix, my wandering is given destination. On that day, the day we had gathered for the first time in a long time, I made my way to the sanctuary where my hunger was satiated and my body found rest. I vividly recall the sacredness and assurance that day offered. I tremble to know that the Lamb of God draws me to hear the Holy Scriptures open before bread is broken alongside water mixed with wine to become his own body and blood to feed my longing heart. I wonder if it was like that for the Israelites, those who wandered the wilderness, as hunger rose in empty bellies and wonder gave way to grumbling, were his chosen gently reminded, as if they were, and if they were, did their exhausted bodies do as mine does and drop to the earth with head bowed low, giving thanks. Can you imagine her faith? After losing such a precious life, she comes and she experiences God giving her his own son in the Holy Eucharist. And all she can do is drop on the ground in thanksgiving. I was thinking maybe that's why Jesus said, blessed are the poor of heart, the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Because the more we experience the poverty of this world, the poverty of love, the poverty of loss in our life, the more real and tangible the presence of Christ in the Eucharist becomes and the gift that we are given in every Mass. His designs are from age to age to keep their hearts alive in famine. When our hearts are resting on Jesus Christ's presence in the Holy Eucharist, He keeps us alive in famine. Life can fail us, and our hearts will stay alive in famine. Relationships can fail us, and our hearts will stay alive in famine. Health can fail us, and our hearts will stay alive in famine. Governments can fail us, and our hearts will stay alive in famine. Crops can fail us and our hearts will stay alive in famine. And even the Catholic Church at times can fail us, and our hearts 
will stay alive in famine. That's one enduring truth, that no one who truly believes that Jesus Christ is feeding them with himself in the Holy Eucharist can ever leave the Catholic Church, no matter how bad it gets at times. It's like St. Peter. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the word of eternal life. And that's why the Eucharist is the greatest secret to hope in our lives. Because while everything else is subject to loss, Christ alone always remains. And when we remain with him, we too remain in the midst of the loss. And that's exactly why I have to go back to the wilderness to get resettled on that presence that endures through all things. So just ask yourself in this Mass, what was one loss in your life that made you truly understand, just like that mother Jennifer, made you realize and experience for yourself Jesus Christ's presence in the Holy Eucharist? One thing I've seen as a priest over and over again, it's, it's those who have suffered the most in life that either turn away from God or they come to love Him and need Him more in the Holy Eucharist than anybody else. What was the loss in your life where you found Christ replacing your emptiness with Himself in such a way that you made you experience His love and presence for you there? And in order to foster that experience, especially if you've never had that yet, you have, if you haven't had a, a loss yet that has called that out, I give you all one resolution. You never go one week without adoration. You never go, and that's not counting Sundays, you never go one week without coming into the church, even for 10 minutes, and just kneeling before Christ, like that eighth grader was doing, to experience Him looking at you, feeding you, keeping your heart alive in famine. It teaches us to rest in Him as our foundation so that when anything else in our life falls apart, we don't. Like St. John the Baptist, we are all so many presences, so many voices, proclaiming the Word made flesh. But all voices cease. I must diminish so that He must increase. And only the Word remains. And it is a Word that will continue to echo throughout all the centuries in the Catholic Church until the end of time. This is my body given up for you. And upon hearing those words, we too, like Jennifer, in our exhausted bodies, will drop to the earth with head bowed low, giving thanks to the one who comes to keep our hearts alive in famine.